G'day, it's Phil Edwards, Vision CEO here, with a quick invitation to become part of this amazing beacon of hope called Vision. Together we can put our love into action to help people of all kinds build or rebuild their lives on the truth of God. Please consider the part you can play during our upcoming Visionathon appeal, remembering that it's your support that makes Vision possible, including this podcast. Life, Culture and Current Events from a Biblical Perspective, 2020 on Vision. As we do on a Monday, like to check in with the Australian Christian Lobby today, Dan Flynn, the Chief Political Officer at the ACL. Dan, a special welcome back to 2020. Thanks, Neil. A pleasure to be here. Dan, let's start off with uh, Christmas time. A host of senators, uh, most if not all coalition senators, have moved to encourage state governments to ease restrictions on churches for Christmas services. Uh, give us your impression about what's been happening. Oh, well, you've done, done well to pick that up, Neil. The, um, a large list of senators, uh, as you say, uh, uh, many Queensland senators, led by Senator Matt Canavan, uh, urging governments across the country uh, to make sure that churches can host more people uh, for Christmas gatherings. Uh, you know, clearly we've seen, uh, you know, the rugby, you know, hold something like 50,000 people for state of origin. Uh, and these senators have passed a motion in the Senate uh, to make sure that uh, uh, churches can be open. I think many are now operating on a two-per-square-metre rule, uh, but in some respects uh, that can be a little uh, limiting. So um, uh, let's see how this plays out, but it is fabulous to see these senators uh, stand up to make sure that uh, we can all uh, enjoy our, our carols and our get-togethers in a, uh, a safe uh, and uh, realistic way. Uh, without you know, sort of uh, these these uh, restrictions, which uh, for the church always seem to lag um, and and make it more difficult for churches than than uh, sporting patrons. Well, Dan, it is illustrated, isn't it, quite clearly by the idea that sporting events can host tens of thousands of people, but a large church can't open for a Christmas service hosting hundreds of people. That is. There's a there's a real discrepancy there in in decision making. What are your thoughts around this discrepancy and the fact that the church, as you say, has been lagging, or the decisions about the church have been lagging? Well, look, sometimes people say, you know, we we don't need an Australian Christian lobby. We don't need Christians lobbying, but this absolutely proves that we do, because uh, the hotel association, those involved in gambling, those involved in elite sport, um, have you know hundreds of lobbyists. Uh, and and I know that uh, firsthand from being up at the Parliament, and so they'll they'll push hard for their agenda, and uh, they will make sure that um, the parliamentarians are aware of their requests and the finances that flow back to the government from all of these events. Uh, so um, you know this hasn't been the Australian Christian lobby. This has been a number of senators uh, who, um, if I had time, I'd mention them all. But there's about a dozen of them, and uh, this. Uh, is available on the ACL website. Uh, you can see the petition and the co-signatories. Uh, so, um, uh, yeah, we need to make our voices heard uh, to our local members of parliament, and I'm glad to see these senators taking up the fight. So there's a link to this petition on the ACL website. We'll give that website at the end of our conversation today. Listeners might want to sign that one because yeah. if... Uh, you know, if singing uh, in church is a concern, uh, why is cheering a team at the 
top of your voice at a football match any different? I mean, uh, the idea of standing in church singing Hark the Herald Angels Sing, uh, no more dangerous, I wouldn't think, than, uh, than cheering at a sporting match. Of course not, Neil, of course not. Um, okay. Now, Dan, let's uh, let's talk about Perth. Uh, there was a bit of a celebration that was on last night, the nativity event that had been cancelled by the stand-in commissioners running the council while the election was underway. And, of course, uh, now that nativity has been reinstated. Uh, it's uh, It's been a good celebration in Perth. Look, it certainly has. Neil and I, uh, even though it's still probably very early in the morning over there in Western Australia, uh, reached out to Peter Abetz, who is our Western Australian director. Uh, he tells me, look, it was an excellent production. I think all of the tickets that were released were sold within five minutes of becoming available. And uh, the new Lord Mayor, Basil Sempillis, uh, ensured that this were, would happen. And so when uh, the elected mayor and councillors replaced the commissioners um, and he sought to reinstate uh, this uh, nativity event, he was told by the relevant bureaucrats, look, there's no time, can't be done. And he said, well, this will be done. Uh, we'll get it done in a you know, a very short time. Uh, he put the pressure on and it was done and, and done to a brilliant standard. And, uh, you know, the uh, WA newspapers uh, uh, indicate the beautiful photographs from that event. So, um, yeah, thank God to all the people who spoke up. And uh, the, the genesis of that campaign here was that there was a lot of... Uh, emails and communications with the commissioners. Uh, many people met with them, and the upshot of it was, well, uh, the mayoral candidates were then asked, OK, well, if you're elected in about October or November, uh, will you reinstate this activity uh, event? And uh, lo and behold, um, most of them put, it, put up their hand and said they would. So a uh, fantastic outcome. Something to celebrate. Surely is. Uh, let's turn our attention away from Christmassy things and get into some of the really particularly serious stuff that's going on in uh, your home state of Victoria. And a bit of a war of words now developing between the Victorian Premier and parents. I mean, I don't know whether it's worthwhile getting parents offside here, but uh, uh, some accusation, including the words bigoted quackery, aimed at parents here, uh, talking around the idea that parents might protect their children uh, from changing gender as children. Uh, your thoughts on what's been developing in Victoria, Dan? Well, you know, I suppose for... Uh uh, generations and for decades, you know, it's it's really a parent's job to uh, you know raise the children uh, in the way they uh, uh, see fit, uh, and generally a parent will try to raise their children in accordance with biology. That's probably the minimum that they do, and uh, this is now under attack in Victoria, uh, whereby it's said that a child who's too young to drive, too young to um, you know take drugs or have a tattoo. Uh, would be would reign supreme if they decided as a seven or eight year old that they wished to change gender, and if the if the mum and dad said no, look, um, Brian, we're going to continue to raise you as a boy, uh, then under this bill from Daniel Andrews, those parents would be deemed to be uh, family violence offenders and subject to restraining orders, and uh, if the child uh, subsequently uh, says that they suffered some injury, no matter how minor. Uh, the parents could uh, encourage our sentence. So uh, we have had in Victoria probably the um, the greatest sense of rainbow restriction that we've seen in this country, frankly, through this bill. Uh, and you just referring to the point you're making, Neil, 
Daniel Andrews talks about, you know, uh, bigoted quackery, uh, any parent who tries to raise a child according to their biology, if the child is confused, uh, or in fact any pastor who wishes uh, to pray for a congregation member. And so we are seeing pastors in Victoria saying that there are many LGBT um, or same-sex attracted people in church who wish to live a life uh, that's faithful to the teachings of the Bible. They may meet in groups for support. Uh, they, may, they may ask for prayer for support uh, to live lives that are very fulfilling to them uh, from their faith identity. Uh, but those sorts of teaching, that sort of group help uh, will be criminal. Uh, and we are seeing many pastors, um, you know, very much um, uh, up on their, you know, their pulpit preaching uh, against this, uh, this incredible restriction. Um, prominent in that is Archbishop Peter Comensoli, uh, who has written to his priests and bishops saying in the clearest terms, I oppose this bill and I want the government to answer a number of unresolved questions uh, about this bill, um, you know, probably principally, um, on what basis can the government uh, propose legislation that impacts on prayer? Um, we've never had um, a government tell us who we can pray for or what we can pray about. So uh, it's seriously a case of game on here in Victoria. Neil, the bill has passed the lower house, goes to the upper house on the 5th or 6th of February, um, and... Uh, you know, the opportunity for consultation is pretty small during the Christmas break, as you'd appreciate. Uh, but uh, we are ultimately seeking to, I think, persuade the government that this bill, should it pass, is electoral kryptonite and will damage the Labor government. They ought to send it off to a committee uh, and um, uh, let it uh, uh, sort of wither quietly on the vine uh, because to pass it uh, will... Um, uh, certainly, the Christians won't forget this when the election's up in a couple of years' time. Dan, your thoughts here, because the Liberals in Victoria, the opposition, seems to have just gone along with the government, and uh, people can't believe that anyone in a party that is supposedly conservative would allow this sort of thing to uh, go unchallenged. What are your thoughts about what the Liberals have been doing in relation to this uh, this legislation? Neil, so uh, restricting uh, is the intimidation from the LGBT lobby that the uh, the party of Robert Menzies, the party that stands for freedom and liberty, uh, supposedly and a small L liberal values, uh, did not actually vote against the bill. So when there was a division called on in the House, uh, the bill passed 55 to zero. And there were basically about 55 Labor uh, MPs and there were about 30-odd Liberal MPs and none of them... Uh, uh, came into the chamber to vote against the bill. Um, many in the Liberal Party are very concerned about this bill and understand how bad it is, uh, but they did not want to be on the record as voting against the bill because of the intimidation from the gay lobby and the, you know, the left-wing media. Uh, and this shows, Neil, just how difficult this battle is, uh, that if those who realise that the bill is bad won't stand up against it... Uh, you know, we we have great difficulties ahead. Um, they have um, left open their position to oppose it in the upper house, and but uh, what we understand is uh, that the the Liberal Party opposition are not going to oppose this unless there's a considerable uprising by the church over Christmas. So uh, I can say that 
uh, the major faith groups and the large denominations are meeting in January uh, to discuss this. Um, but really and truly, um, I think the church leaders actually want the members of parliament to do their job uh, and uh, not to shift the burden to the churches uh, who are busy enough at Christmas. So, well, um, yeah, you, ma- you make a, a, uh, an insightful observation there, Neil. Well, it's a bill that'll make parents into criminals and domestic abusers. That's what it's going to do. Uh, the risk of 10 years in prison. And if it goes through in Victoria, and Dan, your thoughts here about this sort of stuff, because we've seen it time and time again with a lot of the legislation we talk about. If it goes through in Victoria with a very uh, left-wing progressive government pushing all of these moral issues uh, to the side and uh, and implementing this sort of legislation, it then soon spreads to other states. So if it goes through in Victoria, for every listener listening in today, it'll soon be in your state or territory if no one stands up and opposes this and stops it in Victoria. So uh, this is what we're in for, a 10-year j- uh, jail sentence for parents because they'll be considered to be domestic abusers. Uh, let's quickly cover another uh, issue or two before we have to let you go here, Dan. Let's turn our sights to Queensland for a moment. Bit of bit of a win there with uh, the ACL's Wendy Francis, uh, a successful stand for retaining Christian prayer to begin parliamentary proceedings. Uh, what's happened in the state of Queensland? Wendy Francis uh, is a particularly astute uh, political operator and uh, you're fortunate to have her there in Queensland. Uh, so she pointed out uh, last in the last week or so, uh, that there was a motion or a petition rather to get rid of all religious observance uh, in the parliament uh, in Queensland and in councils. She pointed that out and um, uh, suggested to to run a counter petition. Uh, I think the petition to abolish prayer has something like 400 signatures and the petition launched by Wendy Francis has had 4,600 and we see an article in the mainstream media today saying, well, uh, yes, the leaders of both parties have agreed that prayer ought to be retained. Uh, and you know, full marks to Wendy Francis for uh, the sort of political astuteness uh, to rally really, I suppose, the quiet Queenslanders to sign a petition and to starkly point out that 10 times more Queenslanders want to retain prayer than um, abolish it. Uh, so uh, uh, that's an illustration, I think, Neil, of, uh, the sort of influence um, uh, that we can have when we, we we see an opportunity, seize the moment and take relevant political activity. Okay, and uh, another issue that's been bothering Queenslanders was the pre-election promise, the push from the Labor Premier uh, Anastasia Palaszczuk uh, to push through with a rush on euthanasia laws. And there's been a little bit of a reprieve there. She's backtracked a little. Uh, what's happened there, Dan? Oh, look, she's backtracked a little bit to uh, accommodate a report by the Law Reform Commission, um, and uh, I, I wouldn't read too much into it. I think there appears to be a fair bit of government uh, will and certainly, uh, you know, will on her part to bring this through. Uh, it's She was a little um, overzealous to say this would be done in the first 100 days of her government. Um, so, um, you know, there's, there's some... Respite and obviously time is um, uh, a benefit to those who oppose this legislation. Uh, but I don't see a lack of willpower. Um, and, um, you know, th- this is the flip side of the coin of abortion, uh, that the most uh, fragile of us uh, at birth 
and most fragile of us at the end of the life um, uh, can suffer greatly uh, as a result of these sort of uh, totalitarian, uh, utilitarian approaches to life. And it's like a contagion, isn't it? It goes from state to state. Uh, it's already law in Victoria, in WA. Uh, it's coming to the state of Queensland. Uh, even in New South Wales, the Liberal Premier Gladys Berejiklian is allowing a private member's bill, a euthanasia bill, to pro- progress there. Uh, what's likely to happen in the new year for New South Wales, Dan? Look, I think um, the Premier there... Uh Gladys Berejiklian, she's going to weigh this. I, 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 she may or may not proceed with it. Uh, she'll have to consider the dynamics in her party room. She's previously told them that she won't have another conscience, conscience bill after the very divisive abortion bill debate. Um, and, uh, you know, uh, obviously uh, this is, this is a, a matter of great concern to the New South Wales people. We are uh, starting this morning to um, speak to members of parliament there and take the temperature in the party room uh, to see if there really is any appetite for this bill, uh, and we pray there isn't. The fact that it's passed in other jurisdictions uh, doesn't make something morally right, and um, uh, I hope that the New South Wales uh, Liberal government uh, doesn't follow the Labor governments in Victoria and Western Australia on this. Well, I know listeners will be able to hear there are serious issues in play in states and territories all over Australia. Uh, We didn't get a lot of time, but uh, there is, uh, even in South Australia, the fight to stop a radical liberal government abortion-to-birth bill uh, is shifting to the lower house. The upper house voted in this uh, abortion-to-birth and rejected even an amendment which would have banned gender selection abortion. So that's happening in South Australia. You might have to get listeners uh, to check on some details when they go to the website for the Australian Christian Lobby. Uh, Lots of things uh, under consideration. Lots of things, if uh, listeners are looking for a point of prayer, uh, lots of things there for some action through the Christmas New Year break. When everybody seems to be uh, winding down, uh, it seems to be these radical agenda items are continuing to along and push through so there does need to be attention even through the time when you think everyone's having a little bit of a reprieve uh, you mentioned that petition earlier dan flynn and i'll point people to the australian christian lobby website it's acl.org.au is there like a petition uh, link there people just sort of click on that one and then they um, can it goes straight to the petition how does it work for listeners is it easy uh, Neil, the situation there is that was actually a petition or a motion uh, by a number of senators. So that's been done and passed. So there's no need for us to take further action on that. Uh, that has passed. Uh, so uh, that, that, that petition is not currently running to open the churches. We are really celebrating that uh, these brave senators uh, brought this motion and it was passed through the Senate. Okay, and uh, so visit the ACL website and when there are petitions to sign, look carefully at those and put your signature on there because as you can hear from a number of the points we covered, uh, those numbers are important. Uh, Always getting... Neil, I know know we've got to go, Neil, but there will be a petition for parents in Victoria to sign against this uh, gender uh, suppression bill, so uh, that will be up on our website uh, hopefully by the end of tomorrow. Okay. Well, Dan, great insights as always. Thanks so much for taking some time to share these with listeners today. And uh, you have a fabulous uh, Christmas break. 
I hope everything goes well, and I hope there's somebody uh, on duty keeping uh, keeping the lights on and keeping the pressure on uh, during this Christmas New Year period. But Dan, thank you so much for a great year and great contribution that you've made. This will be our last update officially for the year. Uh, there might be some other things that might happen, uh, you know, while things are uh, are lying low. But uh, thanks so much for your input through the year on 2020. That's my pleasure. Merry Christmas. Thank you, Neil. Thanks for taking time to listen to this audio on demand from Vision Christian Media. To find out more about us, go to vision.org.au.